Gamification. You've probably heard about it, but how much do you really know about it? More specifically, today we're talking about game-based learning. It is expected that by 2023, global revenue in the industry will reach an incredible $17 billion. In the past five years alone, the annual global growth rate for the industry has been consistently over 30%, and in corporate learning, it is over 50%. Some of the reasons for the significant growth are attributed to the integration of new thinking and innovation in things like augmented reality, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence. Other factors worth noting are, there seems to be a shrinking resistance to game-based learning, especially in corporations. As generations change in the workplace, we're seeing more of a demand for engaging and meaningful and immersive learning experiences. There is also an increase in the availability of tools to help gamify learning. It's no longer a long and challenging process to produce quality gaming. Importantly, a new generation of gamified mental exercises based on neuroscience and cognitive therapy is also emerging. Companies are increasingly offering game-based courses and training with a strong focus on personal growth. So on my quest to find some more about this, I approached game to change a South African business headed up by Deirdre Jensen and leading the way in this field of gamified learning. With over 15 years experience in education, business consulting and marketing, Deirdre opened Game to Change in 2014 to bring together gaming, play and experiential learning to meet the needs of the changing workforce. She holds certificates in game design, motivation psychology, design thinking and managing scrum teams. With her own team, she has pioneered a new methodology in change and learning across multiple and diverse teams across Africa. We hopped on a Skype call recently with Deirdre to hear some of her thinking about the benefits of gamified learning and how it impacts employee engagement and culture. That's coming up right after this break. Welcome to the People Switch Podcast. Switching you on to the modern world of work. Each week, we explore the latest trends and topics in company culture, employee experience, and how to build a great place to work. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged. So my first thought was to ask Deirdre why she had decided to take this path and to give us some insight into her mission with game to change I'm going to share with you why I got into this work, and I think that will lead up to, to the purpose I was involved in, in, in change and learning for a number of years. I came from um, education, then I went into consulting, and then I um, was working with a lot of big IT process projects where I had to come up with programs to keep people interested in learning about systems and all of those type of things. And um, the work got very monotonous and, and people were put into classrooms and would fall asleep. And even when we had um, when we were using e-learning, it was still very one-dimensional. I decided to start building, because I am a naturally creative person, building games into the process. And from, from doing this, I saw an incredible change in how people showed up to learning when I put a game into an intervention. Um, and it was one of those, those moments where you, you, you know that something's happening, but you, you haven't figured out what it is. So I knew that I was onto a good thing when I started seeing how these games were being received and how people were learning. And then I had the opportunity of doing an end-to-end game in 2013 and 14. And that really convinced me that using games 
um, not just um, off the shelf, but using it as an experiential tool for, for learning, for change was very powerful and something that we would need more and more in our world of work. Um, so Game to Change has been started in two, end of 2014, 2015, um, taking games into, into the market and the approach and the methodology. And our purpose is really we, we hope through, through games and experiential learning to unlock people and teams' ability not just to learn but unlearn and also reinforce behaviours for the new workplace. So that is really what we want to do, um, bring the whole person to the, the learning, learning process through games. For some time now, I've been curious to learn how others are seeing what I'm sensing is a global revolution in the workplace when it comes to traditional operations like HR and training. I asked Deirdre whether she felt that gamified learning was more popular now because of the changing workplace. We have got to realise that the complexity and the nuances in our, our world and our working world is really content is just the foundation. Knowledge and skill is just the starting point. Where you really are able to operate in this world is when you can apply that and, and that you can take into learning. And the, the opposite side of learning and change is that you need to be able to, everything is about context now. You need to be able to take what you know and apply it and get feedback. And games naturally lend themselves to that, that kind of framework. As a bonus, um, games are very engaging um, and naturally motivating. So, I mean, my um, what I say is, is games have been part of our civilization through the beginning of time. And why is that? Because our wiring is to respond to the game, to how it's set up the social dynamic of a game, to being rewarded, to having collaboration. So if you combine those two together, you have a very powerful tool to use in the workplace and to start turning that, that knowledge and skills into application, into learning about how you apply it within your team, within your environment. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of, from a, a lot of research around it and, and Every day I come up with a new, how can I say, methodology which ties into that. So obviously the one area is full embodiment of learning, not just about a brain taking in information. If you want to change someone, you want someone to shift their, their mental patterns and their mindset, you've got to engage with them on all levels. A game and put into an experiential environment does, does just that. Other thing that I'm very um, interested in, I'm doing quite a bit of reading around, is the whole topic of flow, group flow, where in group flow, what they're saying is they're looking at high performance or ultimate performance now. And when we're in an environment um, which has those triggers around group flow, being being in a collective, having feedback triggers, having focus, we actually tap into something that, that pushes the group forward in ways that we can't do individually or we can't do in, um, in, in other types of learning. So, I mean, I um, there's a lot of a lot of um, supporting evidence that for me says that this is going to be one of the key methods in the future. We have this nagging sensation that, quite frankly, the whole world of work needs to change. But I was also wondering what kind of reaction Deirdre gets from conventional management teams when she introduces her approach to enhancing the learning and engagement of teams. After all, games come with a certain amount of playfulness, and workplaces have been designed to be serious. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I definitely get the, there's a, there's, I mean, and, and this is very positive, there's definitely a curiosity. 
there's a curiosity to understand what a gaming means versus the more traditional. So I've definitely had a lot of curiosity. I think we, we you know, we often um, see companies and, and managers just battling to make that step across is that often we think of business from, from, the, from how we've worked before is around being around the efficiency principle. So you give someone this piece of, of learning or this content and they will do, do, you give them X and they'll do Y. And that's not how businesses and how the nature of work is set up today. So there's an unpredictability. Um, and I had a very interesting um, podcast the other day where they were actually saying to survive in this uncertain world, we've got to make teams and people robust. And that is contrary efficiency. So we've got to give them as many skills and experiences so that they can adapt and they can be able to deal with those different environments. And I think this is my, my sometimes my biggest challenge is that you might do this um, and you might not know exactly what comes out of this kind of experiential um, learning. Um, so you can't always pinpoint it. But the reality is you have to do it to prepare your teams for the future. And it's becoming more and more evident. So there is a curiosity. And then I think there are people who do have the risk appetite who, who I've worked with, who've taken this forward. And we, we've seen, you know, when they, they we've seen some great, um, progress that we've made with teams, um, and we have to, we do have some quantitative statistics around this, but I think more powerfully is what qualitatively it does for the team and what what it does for the environment. So it's still there's still a mind shift that has to happen for for this to be totally embraced. But there's definitely curiosity and an interest that I didn't see even three years ago. Now I'm a firm believer that if you can change behaviour, you can change culture. And many organizations now believe that their cultures do need to change to best serve the current and future challenges of the workplace. So how does game-based learning contribute to culture change? Does it work best in some cultures and not in others? So I think the, the adoption of it, when, when does a company embrace it and it works? I think it's like with anything, when there's sufficient buy-in and belief and energy behind anything, um, it is a success. It sounds like a cliche, but... That, that belief in something drives it to success. And um, I think where we, we've seen in environments where our methodologies worked really well is obviously this is just one of the many tools in transforming and starting that process of changing how teams work, how individuals work. Um, when, when it's part of a bigger approach and there's other um, uh, initiatives in the actual system which support it, um, where managers buy into it, where after the the, the learning has happened, they, we look at other ways of reinforcing it. That is when it is successful, and and that's the the type of culture that gets value out of it. So I I, I guess if you if you put it in and you put it as a one time intervention and you're not sure and you're going to try it out, it probably won't be a success just for those reasons. So where is it suited? I would probably say that it's suited to certain type of content, certain type of discipline, and certain type of intervention. So I still believe within learning, there's still places for your more traditional learning. There's still places for your classroom, which is more um, instructor-led, where you have to actually create a foundation. Um, so there are places for that. Obviously, games are for certain application and experiential 
areas um, which you design around. To get a better insight into the benefits of adopting gamification in learning, I wanted to know from Deirdre if there were any special moments, highlights or successes that have stood out for her and given her confidence that this is the way of the future. We've seen we've seen a number of um, successes. Uh, we also learned a lot. We've learned an incredible amount. So it, it hasn't always been a, a straight line journey. It's been a journey of, of um, highs and, and some lows as well. And I, I think the one project that we went into um, with a mining client, and it was really interesting because we went into this with putting our first game to drive a cultural initiative um, in the environment as part of a, a bigger project. And um, it was um, obviously a very tough environment, a tough, tough to sell it in, but we, we eventually got full buy into the process. And um, we used it to roll out leadership values engagement using the game. And I think what was really, um, it was rolled out across the organization in eight operations um, in um, at various levels. And I think for me, the highlight was, you know, six months, a year later, when I still had people coming back to me and giving me feedback as how effectively our, our games had worked and the kind of input and sending me photos of it. And, you know, it was, I think it was a, a very fulfilling experience because you actually heard some of the stories of an organization that had been through a really tough time. And this was the, the burst of energy just to to take it to that that next level or get it out of that slump. So that was uh, very uh, fulfilling to see that happen. I think where we've we've gone, I mean, another highlight is where we've gone into accounts and we've really, you know, we've had a sponsor, but we've had quite a few people who've, who've been skeptical of what we're doing. And then we've gone out and made it happen. And we, we've, we've seen these actual interventions. That has been also, that is incredible to see because, you know, in that process, that's beyond the game. You're also shifting how people see how, how learning can be done. So those have been my, my moments. There have been a few times on this podcast that I've said that one of the principles we stand by at People's Rich is that culture is a contact sport, meaning that it is essential that all people in the organization participate and collaborate to build the culture. They're effectively in contact all the time. And this is particularly true between management, leadership, and teams. Here's what Deirdre had to say about how managers can contribute to better engagement at team level. Well, I think a very simple principle is that, uh, I mean, I really believe in this this concept of collective learning. I think it's a lot more, it's very powerful. We underestimate, and when I say collective learning, I'm not team building, but when when a team has to master, um, master something and has to apply it and overcome an obstacle jointly and and especially when it's not in a, in a work situation you allow people to experiment with both the team dynamics also understand each other and what they bring to the party and those are I think those are the the, the, the type of interventions uh, and it doesn't require an, an expensive consultant it can be done in, in various ways but those are the type of inventions that are going to make teams more robust and teams more able to withstand the uncertainty and also able to adapt and change. So so what we've seen in, in our kind of experience of bringing people together is that you start under, understanding mindsets and where different skills and where different strengths come from. And that that is, you know, where the, in the future being able to do that and do that effectively, I believe, is going to be the one of the competitive differentiators in terms of your, your people and your talent. 
So that's that's my my one suggestion. Um, and you could take anything. I mean, you could um, you could take it from from studying if if you're sitting as um, a um, set of software developers, um, you could study uh, I don't know a new language, um, anything like that. And that's you know very interestingly we hear a lot about hackathons and hackathons and 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 how people get new ideas and new creativity. But that's collective learning. Um, with the right triggers in place. Um, and that's where you open up the potential of people and teams. Um, and those are just, it's just managing those events and creating a space for people to experiment, play, learn something new. And then from that, they can do a debrief and, and your team will be a lot more able to manage the, the environment going forward. What was clear from chatting with Deirdre is the passion and creativity with which her and her team are looking to enhance the learning experience. I was very interested to hear about some of her latest projects and how best to get in touch with the team. Yes, yeah, so, so I think we we obviously our websites um, game to change.co.za at, at the moment. Um, so you can really go on there. All our contact details are there. We blogs we share what we've done in certain clients. I mean, I think two really exciting uh, interven- or, or initiatives that I, I just like to put out there into the marketplace. Um, the first one is, is us having a suite of creativity uh, games or games to help teams facilitate that creative process um, and at the same time help them get unstuck. So, so we've got a tool set for that, which if you are an independent practitioner or, or are working with clients, it's a great way of just to add to, to your tools and, and what you can use. So so that's the one area. And then also for, for tech teams who I, I think have got a very challenging, very exciting role, but um, we've got a, a scrum a scrum game to help tech teams deal with some of the complexity and the challenges that they're dealing with. So those are two interventions I just like to a bit of promotion behind but um, if it interests you and um, you want to know a little bit more you you can get us on our website so it's clear that our workplaces are changing hr processes and systems are changing we have new generations entering the world of work with new expectations it makes total sense that the way we learn should also change applying gaming to learning enhances the learning experience through higher and more creative engagement the more engaged we are the more productive and successful we will be. Well, that's it for another episode of the People Switch podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And we really look forward to you joining us for our next episode. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the People Switch podcast. Make sure to visit www.peopleswitch.co.za where you will find more on how to build engaging company cultures and experiences to unlock the power of people. Catch up on our previous episodes, subscribe to our feed and follow us on Twitter. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged.